of Sexy Marriage Radio with Dr. Corey Allen, and today I am joined with a good friend of mine, Mr. Michael Smalley. Thank you very much. All Things Smalley World. I like that, Smalley World. It's pretty good. Better get the URL quick. There you go. So today we're just going to spend time covering some emails that have been piling up to the show of Sexy Marriage Radio, and Michael will be great to help give a a different perspective so rather than a male and a female perspective because you're not a woman you're no but i do play one on tv well then there you go so we can have kind of a pseudo female co-host today and we're just going to dive into a couple of things that have been pressing on your mind because we have listeners that have regularly emailed the show at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com which we love hearing from you because that gives ideas for future shows and things that we haven't clarified or talked about enough or even some things we have not even approached or discussed in the slightest. So feel free to send them in and also jump on iTunes if you enjoy the show and give us a feedback. At five stars helps us climb the chart because as I checked the other day, we have started creeping into the top 10 of the sexuality category in iTunes, which that, I, I have to say... From my, the bottom of my heart, thank you to the listeners because that we swim against the stream of what is in the sexuality category of iTunes. Yes, yes, you do. So this is, is a, a that is a huge honor to know that we can make an impact and we want to help that spread and you can help make that happen. So, Michael, here we go. Let's just rather than a little small talk, dive let's let's it. dive right into an email. We have one from a listener that they because of their careers. They are both in the military, and they're stationed apart a lot of times. So that obviously has some tremendous stress on the relationship, just because if you don't get a chance to spend much time with each other, it's really hard to cultivate things. So then when there's problems, it's real easy for those to be blown out of proportion or dominate everything. Yep. So the issue is there's been infidelity in the relationship in the past, but now they've tried to repair, they've tried to restore, they've kind of worked through some things to a, to a point. But now the, the emailer, she's got an opportunity to be stationed on the other side of the world. So it's a tremendous benefit for her career, but it also means 11 to 12 months apart because husband, because of his service, can't go with her. So she's interested in how do what what are some things that a christian man we can just add that to any kind of man that wants to be faithful to his marriage what are some things that a, a husband can do what are some things that a wife can do let's kind of add that caveat as well if you're going to be part apart for a long time in your marriage what are what are some boundaries some protections some different things that you can do to help ensure the sanctity of that relationship stays intact. Well, and as you and I discussed this pre pre recording, I think it's important, especially wives, and especially if you've gone through, you know, a hurtful affair, and and you've you know done the work and repaired it. And one of the things that struck me first when we when we read that question was, you know, at the heart, we do have to remember that ultimately, I don't have any control over what the other person does. Right. So. 
you know, it'd be, it'd be dangerous to think I can do certain things that will lead to this result, which is just not accurate as you know. Right. And as I know, cause you know, we've all tried to change our spouse and that generally doesn't go very well. <laughs> it's banging so, your head uh, against the wall. Yeah, exactly. And so we don't, you know, we want to be careful that we don't try to approach this from a place that I, I have some sort of control over this, but what we do, what we can do in any relationship is, is go, look, I need, I need some certain boundaries right. so that I can feel safe. Now, again, whether they follow the boundaries or not is totally out of my control, but it is my responsibility though, to at least have a conversation and go, Hey, for, for this to work for me, mm -hmm. would you be willing to agree to this, that, and the other? Right. And either they are or they aren't, but you know, it's our responsibility to come up with what are our needs. Mm -hmm. and so, so I want to make sure that, you know, and Corey, I know you're, big foundation is similar to mine as in, in the terms of personal responsibility. Mm -hmm. So that's really what we're talking about right. is, Hey, you got to do what you need. And then, you know, it would be nice if the other follows suit. Right. Cause if nothing else, you've at least laid down your wants and, yeah. and that you've made it known. And it's been clear that, Hey, this is what I'm looking for. I know I have no control or little control over what you actually do. I mean, I'm trying to think of in, in my marriage, if, if, you know, Pam had the opportunity to work for some bank overseas <laughs> to, to where we, we just, we wouldn't see each other. Deutsche Bank. Okay. Perfect. I'd have a real hard time spelling that if that's what's in her email address, but regardless, what would I do? What, what kind of conversations would we have? Because one thing about distance now is technology has shrunk it to a degree. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're doing this show from different parts of the state of Texas. Gene and I did shows from states apart. You know, I've had interviews and clients from around the world. So, mm -hmm. and you, you have the ability to see each other, which that's a huge difference than sometimes. just talking to each other on the phone. So sometimes I, I wish I didn't have to see you, but that's another show. Well, yeah, I, I understand that completely, but <laughs> Because I'm so good looking and you just have a hard yes, time keeping I feel, up. But I it is <laughs> it is one of those that thanks to the beauty of technology, it does help soften it some. Mm -hmm. I mean, because I know Pam and I would have regular contact in the sense of we would have times where each evening it would be just like we were at home together, but it's a chance just to just a quick touch mm -hmm. via the via the internet. So that helps a little bit because it could be maybe one of your boundaries is I want to be able to make sure we don't go two or three days without seeing each other. I would agree because probably the biggest thing that popped up into my head was what, what's going to lead someone, wife or husband, to really start feeling insecure about that distance is feeling disconnected. Right. So if I'm not feeling connected to her and she's, you know, a world away, half a world away, well, then, ah, automatically it's going to start tapping into any ridiculous insecurities I might have or right. fears that aren't even fair and all that stuff. And so I would say probably her number one first priority is to go, all right, honey, how are we going to remain connected as best as we can? Right. Knowing that obviously it's not as good as being there face to face. Right. But what are some of the things that I would love to do? And, you know, in terms of the fre frequency of which we connect mm -hmm. via, you know, whatever Google Hangout or Skype or whatever they use. And, uh, and, and I would start there is how are we going to, what are some creative things that she would feel? And that's the deal though, man, is that you and I could obviously come up with 15 different ways to try to stay connected. 
we could do that. Right. But ultimately, he, her husband, needs to ask her what would be meaningful to you, yep. and she needs to ask him what would be meaningful to you. And because it's always going to be a little different, yep. we don't know. There's yep. a million things you can do, but what is going to be meaningful or significant to your spouse specifically? Right. That's great because the idea of making meaning is is where that that's when you're you're talking to the deeper parts of us. You know, that's mm-hmm. you're not just talking about. But hey, I made I called you every day. Well, that doesn't mean jack. Yeah, me, that you know? that wasn't meaningful to me. Right, which is, you, hey, how, that happens all the time. Well, sure, and also it's I called you according to my time frame that it works yeah. for me. When it's you're in the middle of meetings, so I am reaching out, but you can't answer. So <laughs> I did everything I could, but yeah, you you cut me off all the time. So so that's a great point. Of it's all about what's what's meaningful. What's what is. What's the deeper thing I'm really seeking? What's because obviously from the from this email, one of her insecurities is she's afraid he's stepping out on her again, mm-hmm. be it porn or another woman, you know. Mm-hmm. And and it, so it's, it would be an infidelity happening again, and that's a tough one because it's a re, it it's a reality that it's that it could happen. Possible because it has yes. And, you know, I'm telling you what I've done a lot with clients and couples and people that I've worked with over the years, like at our ER for Love intensives, is a great way for her to feel more secure about that, that issue of stepping out via real real people or pornography, uh, is him being willing to have some accountability partner there where he is. So some other soldier, some... See, you know, somebody obviously who's a believer and a Christian and, and a male somebody. and a male. Yes, it cannot be. <laughs> hey, I've had guys try to. Pull oh, I that know. And you're like, are you an your idiot? Your accountability partner is a female and it's not. Hey, hey that's not a good set that work. Yes, it has to be the same sex. But and here's why I like that, because, you know, everyone's going to struggle with stuff. Right. And what's unfair sometimes is we. We, we overly burden our spouse with our junk that they really can't do anything about. Right. So really all they get out of the us going, yeah, I did this again, or I slipped up or I did all they really get out of that is hurt. Yep. And they can't do anything to change it to where when they have an accountability partner or mentor in their life, then they're going to them. And then the spouse though, what I always do is I make sure that the spouse has access to that person. So Okay. They're not off limits, and if there's a point where she's feeling really freaked she's out and freaking insecure, out and needs something, totally, she can go to that accountability partner and go, "Hey, how's he doing? Yeah, how's it going?" And and again, the accountability doesn't have to necessarily break trust or whatever, but that's kind of the point of the relationship is for the wife to or the husband to feel secure, and so he can say, "Hey, honestly, he's doing really well." Right. Now there might be a few slip ups. I mean, obviously, if there's affairs going on, you should probably definitely tell her that. But, you know, other areas, he doesn't have to go into it because the guy might be getting better, but he makes a mistake every once in a while. Yeah. But you don't have to hear that. She can hear he's doing better. And that's that's something that's interesting because it seems like our culture – I'm going to take this on a slight detour for a second. It seems like our culture has painted men as that we are incapable of living without sex and right. incapable of living, living without ejaculating at some point during the week. You know, that if we can't get sex, then we'll just masturbate. And Mm -hmm. it's like, wait, I don't, 
yeah, I think most men are in, in, enjoy sex and they seek for that release. Mm-hmm. But I also think as humans, we've evolved to where we're not primate in the sense of every erection must end in ejaculation. You know, it's happy ending. Yeah. So it's like, wait, it's almost put your put your put your husband and put men in general in a little bit higher regard of I'm not just an animal. Mm-hmm. Sure, I can be animalistic at times, but I have ability yeah. for self-control and for discipline. And I mean, there's there's lots of things that have been accomplished that I don't know that that just strikes me, and I've it, it strikes me from the email, but it also strikes me from other things that have been coming in or I've read that it's just kind of like wait, we're, as men, we're kind of getting dumped on at times. Yeah. And men tend to get dumped on a lot, especially when it comes to relationships, because we do it so differently than women. And it yeah. feels like overall society has accepted healthy relationships as women define them, yeah. which, you know, my dad, brother, and I wrote an entire book called The Men's Relational Toolbox because we were tired of men getting beat up. It was like, hey, first of all, we do relate. Men are, and if you read the research, men are just as equally interested in a healthy relationship as women are right we do them on average we do them differently yeah they want connection too yep yeah it, it is not wrong it's just different yeah uh and so i would agree with you you know obviously the emailer having her husband's already cheated on her there's there's very clear reason to be insecure right. but what i would say and and you know as you were sharing that it made me think like i think maybe last week the other week my wife yeah uh, I, I think all of our kids were out of the home kind of a deal and so we were on the couch, or maybe she popped in. I can't remember quite what happened, but I remember it got really playful sexually, but not like it was being playful. So like, you know, kissing and making out and like just a real kind of a, and it was fun. And, and so, you know, whatever. So when we stopped kissing or whatnot, she, um, you know, went about doing whatever she was doing. And then she stopped and went, you know, I really appreciate that you just let that be that moment. And it didn't have to lead all the way down the road to sex. And and I think because, you know, obviously men have high testosterone and biologically, blah, blah, blah. But it is important that we have those playful times, those yeah. kissing times, the hugging, even the touching, you know, that it doesn't have to go there all the time. Right. But, you know, if you're a part, if you're a part like that, what is that boundary, right? What is the um, and especially if your spouse has cheated on you, I, again, I even think going back to that accountability partner, I think knowing if your spouse is willing to have that kind of a relationship, that tells you a lot. That tells you I'm serious. Yeah. I want to honor you. I know I blew it in the past, but that's not what I want to do yeah. anymore. I mean, that'd be a pretty good litmus test to yeah. where your spouse is on term in terms of how resistant they are to the idea of having someone that okay i'll tell you this so we know professional i've grown up around professional athletes all my life mm-hmm. I mean, big time we're not like mike singletary steve Largent, chimps i mean big 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 time athletes and the guys who wanted to honor their marriage okay it is virtually impossible if you're a professional athlete to honor your marriage while you're an athlete because the reality is folks when you're on the road, you yeah. have the hottest women on the planet literally n- throwing themselves at you naked. Right. And that's not easy to yeah. deal with that. And so what what I found is the Steve Largens of the world and the the high character integrity guys who's, you know, the second best receiver in the history of the NFL, 
what they did, and, and especially that Seattle Seahawk team when he was on there, the guys that were committed to honoring their marriage, they traveled as a group, as accountability partners for each other. So I think, and, and actually that team was pretty incredible. I think there were, there was like a dozen or so guys yeah. that yeah. all shared the same room. They all knew we're not allowed to go out. We need to be with each other either at the bowling alley or together at the hotel, and we need to see each other yeah. so that we don't get in trouble. And it worked. They were able to maintain that integrity while on the road against impossible odds. Right. And that's that's huge because that's that's living life with other people. That's that's you know, you can do that as a couple. You know, if you're not if you're, to the people that are listening that they don't have the separation as far as physical separation in their in their future. But you can when you live life with other couples that honor marriage, your marriage is increased. And yeah, and, and, you know, and. It, it just grows because it's you and that's I love that well and let me challenge you know this husband who obviously I hope listens to this at some point man it does matter who you hang with yeah it matters and, and especially in the military culture is totally out of control sexually right it's ridiculous right and so he better make sure that he challenges himself on who who am I hanging with who are my guys you know love everyone obviously but who am I going to spend time with? Because frankly, I, dude, Corey, I wouldn't trust myself. Yeah. If, if if I was hanging with guys that had affairs or slept with anything that moved, I'm I'm gonna go there. Right. It's inevitable. Right. If I'm traveling with these guys and living life with these guys, especially overseas, there's no I I have no confidence at all that I would maintain my integrity. Yeah. So I would know if I got put in that position. I'm telling you, I would be seeking those dudes out that had high character, high integrity. And wanted to honor their marriages. Yep. And, and I'm gonna ignore the other guys. They can do whatever they want, and I'll love them through anything. But right. I don't. I'm not. You're not gonna be my closest friend. Right. My inner circle. And I think the same counsel applies to the to the woman to the emailer because it's oh, not yeah. like women are are above a temptation. <laughs> so, you know, if you're apart and you still have a desire for connection and you still have a desire for sex and you still have a desire for intimacy, it's not like you're immune to flirtation and attention and pursuit and that from from any other man so same counsel applies of living life with another woman in the sense of the two of you or the group of you hold each other to a higher regard of no no this is this is more who we are well and Corey, you bring up a really important point and and i'd be interested if you agree with this or not but i would argue that today's woman is the most sexually, um, like the most sexual that women have ever been in history. As far as overtly? Overtly, like not behaving sort of like that 1950s model or even the 1970s or 80s because when the internet came out with that pornography stuff, we now know, we know from research that 50% of online viewers of porn are women. And so that's like the first time in history. That's really just very even. And, and when I meet with young ladies or young single women or even younger married women, it's like they kind of get into porn many times for different reasons because right. they think, oh, okay, this guy is watching it, so I better know what his expectations are. Right. And so then they get hooked and they get addicted, and, and then their whole sexuality gets distorted because that's what porn does. Right. And, and so I would agree with you in the sense of, yeah, I mean, we can't not address the females either because they're just as – 
uh, dysfunctional now is like guys are. <laughs> They're coming around to our way of life, man. Which is bad. That's not good. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, otherwise. I mean, would you agree? Yeah, I would because otherwise the uh, Fifty Shades of Grey phenomenon would not have oh. occurred. Yeah, what a, hey, I'm telling you, I have the creepiest story of that. I had no clue what Fifty Shades of Grey was. And so I was flying back from Africa in a missions trip. So a missions trip in Africa. I'm right. I'm on the flight from from Atlanta to Houston. There is a lovely, beautiful, sixty something year old woman sitting next to me reading a book. I write books. I read lots of books. I that's always interesting to me. Right. So I went, Oh, what are you reading? What are you reading? She goes, Oh, Fifty Shades of Grey. I went, Really? <laughs> I haven't heard that. What's that about? Dude, she started literally unpacking that book. I I had to go, um, ma'am, I am so sorry, but could you stop? I think we're landing. It's time to put things away. I know. And... I was like, I feel dirty. Wow. Just stop talking yeah. about the book. I, I was really surprised by that. Yeah, and it, but it's it's it is a statement of where we are as people. That it, it that it does it's cross gender now in the sense of everybody we're being invaded. <laughs> so the idea of of trying to live according to your values and the integrity of your life and the integrity of your marriage and what you want is is even more under attack and siege which hence the hence sexy marriage radio i mean that's part of why this has grown i think because it speaks to that audience counterculture and it's also one of those that deep down i think we want that because we have we we understand in marriage that's where i have a whole lot more of that depth and connection that i can be me and yeah. it, you know i can uncover the 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 worst parts of me and still experience love and connection i can be loved and, and i get love back yeah well and and i know we didn't necessarily want to go down this pornography road but i wanted to bring up something really important because i know probably many of the listeners are somehow involved in watching or have struggled with it or whatever and this broke my heart because I was leading a, a young group of men, 15-year-olds. Uh -huh. And I made this comment. I went, you know, what's sad about pornography is it's fiction. And they looked at me with the most blank stares. And I kind of went, what? And they go, it's not fiction. Those are real people. I went, right. I recognize they're real people, buddy. But I go, just like Star Trek the movie has real people in it, we don't actually have flying saucers and we can't right. strap wormholes i'm like it's a fictional thing and, and the problem with pornography that's not like real healthy people don't behave that way right and, and the problem is people are watching that and defining and thinking this has to be my sexual relationship and it's like we might as well start trying to find that spacecraft as well right it's equally it's equally false it's right. not a real sense of a, a healthy sexual relationship. and what's even funnier is it's not even as enjoyable yeah. as healthy sex that's true and that's i heard this um just recently talking to a friend that he was counseling a guy that was having trouble with porn and he was, I don't understand my wife, you know, it, it, it's just so difficult. You know, she just, sex just isn't, it's just not as good. And he's, well, what are you comparing it to? Well, you know, porn. I said, well, okay. Are you paying your wife for sex? <laughs> well, what do you mean? Well, the people that you're watching on porn most likely are being paid. So they're right. actors. Have you tried offering your wife some money? And he's, how could I do that? You know, and it, but it totally reframed it to where it does. Ah, wow. And that's, that's a good thing to keep in mind is what do we bring forward? What are we looking for? And what's the baggage that we have that we're up against when we mm -hmm. compare things, which leads to the next email. Let's, let's wrap yeah, up the show with this one that 
a couple that they've emailed in, um, conservative Christians, at least she is, and so has, has was raised with the idea that that if it feels good, it must be a sin. All right. Well, and there's all kinds of pitfalls. A lot from, of them for marriage, them. right there. So they went on a trip and actually kind of had a really good experience for like their 20th anniversary. Had had kind of that spontaneous, let's be a little more adventurous sex. She then ends up with an infection, and so is thinking, well, God is condemning my lustful behavior. So I'm being punished. Yeah, so I'm being punished. So it's you know obviously it's tremendously frustrating when you get a taste of wow this could be, but yet you're still fighting these preconceived beliefs. So how do you handle major steps backwards? Is what it feels like. You know you got to you get you get a step forward where you get a glimpse and a taste of something different of what could be, and then ah no not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know the the first thing that comes to mind is his wife still has an important journey that she she has to be able to learn and discover sort of the the things that were right and the things that were good in terms of what she learned growing up, but then she has to be able to identify well what wasn't good, what what was dysfunctional, what's not right. healthy, and 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 now what do I do? And I even had a conversation with a young lady last night who had. A, she, by every stretch of the imagination, had a rough upbringing. And what I told her is it's not enough just to hate where you come from. And, and really, you have to go through forgiveness first because if you have bitterness, and you're really in trouble. Right. But right. the bigger issue that a lot of people have is they might, like this lady might know, man, you know, how I was raised and some of those concepts were not good. But it's not enough to just recognize that. I now have to go on a very real search on then what is good, what is healthy, what is what is God's view, what is God's real view on sex. And I'm telling you, when I run into people like this, I always point them to that Song of Songs, Song of Solomon. Yep. My gosh, when you, if you just get a book, uh, there's a guy up in Dallas, a pastor, Tom, Tommy Nelson. Yeah. I think he's probably been one of the better writers, healthier writers that I've experienced on this, on that book of the Bible. And when you get the allegory, and when you understand the word pictures that 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 they're using in that man, it is nasty. Yeah, it is one flippin' erotic. The, the <laughs> Jewish culture wouldn't even let the young men read that book. Biblical erotica. Until they were of the age, right? To get married, then they were allowed to read it. Man, it is. And I tell people that, and they always there's always an initial reaction when I go, "Man, that sucker is nasty. It is erotic. It's <laughs> crazy. Like there's things in that thing. I don't know if I'd be comfortable trying. And it's like. You have to develop a healthy understanding of what is God's design for sex. Right. And, you know, another argument that always cracks me up is because a lot of people, especially conservatives, don't think sex is supposed to be enjoyable. It's to procreate. Right. You kind of go, really? Then why would, you know, why would our body be designed right. with all of those wonderful nerve endings right in those special places? You know what I mean? It's like, come on. That yeah. theory is so stupid yeah. that yeah. It's, it's scary. Yeah. And, and, and she needs to get there, though, because if she doesn't, She'll keep coming up with theories like this that I'm being punished. Well, right. And now, and, if you were misbehaving, sure, like a threesome or something, you should feel guilty about that. Yeah. So it, right. it also could be recognizing. I mean, part of this process to me is also recognizing. Okay, the counsel that maybe it's. I mean, it came from the church. It came from the family growing up. It came from somewhere, and probably during the time, there was some appropriateness to it. 
Mm-hmm. You know, if you think about it, a counsel from a mom and dad to their child that's reaching adult adulthood and puberty that is now capable of bringing down really, really harmful things to their to their life. Count the counsel of don't have sex. That's sound counsel, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that, it is. You know, if you go way overboard, yeah, maybe you're crossing line, but the intent is still good. So realize, all right, wherever that message came from at the time probably was appropriate, but now that you're in a different stage and season of life and maturity and growth and womanhood, does it all still apply? You know. No, it I, it probably doesn't because, you know, that's the idea of as we grow, we we mature, we get different, th- we get we challenge our beliefs, we come up with different beliefs, we refine the ones we really want to hold on to, and so it is truly a journey. And so to the husband, that it sounds sometimes is really frustrated by this journey, realize it's a journey. I mean, we I've done a show in the past with Gina on the idea of even bad sex serves a purpose. Mm-hmm. If you look at it through the lens of mercy sex can be the avenue towards more involved, more fun, more real adventurous sex, because it is still a process. It's not like all of a sudden, you know, if if we if, if either you or I knew how to get our wife to just I, I, I want to do this. And, hey, she's all totally on board. You know, again, millionaires several yeah. times older if we sold that. Yeah. So it's especially if we can have it in a pill form. Yeah. So if you just realize this is it's a process. It's a process of becoming. That changes things. No, it does. And and all and I hope gentlemen are listening to this one. If you really, really want to know how to turn your wife on and frankly, how to really encourage an environment where she is going to be open to more adventurous things, especially if she's conservative. Now, for the husbands that, you know, have the wife that's a, you know, sex craze, you know, fun and well then good luck. But <laughs> for the vast majority of guys, this, this is a pretty common issue. Yeah. But what men fail to recognize is, you know, Corey, do you think it's a really big turn on for a wife to have her husband go, Oh, it's so boring. And Oh, why won't you just try this? And, uh, oh, and, and complain and moan and gripe and whine. Is that like typically a good turn on? Uh, not at all. It's literally the exact opposite. Yep. And, and what I want to encourage gentlemen is, okay, maybe it's not where you would like it to be adventure on the adventure scale how it, or frequency scale. Well, your best, your best strategy to, to increase your own satisfaction in this is to serve her and to love her and to honor and value her. The more valued she feels and the more uh, served she feels in all areas, then the more that just that's the kind of natural turn on remedy that a guy has at his disposal. So instead of me approaching my wife going, oh, you never want to whining and moaning about it, I could go, hey, what would be really fun for you tonight? What would be really romantic? What's something I would do that could like that that you would just love and enjoy tonight? And if it's flipping, listen to some whatever or I don't care what it is. That's what you do. Right. And when she feels served and valued, then I'm telling you, she's going to be open to more things. Yeah, that that changes that changes the whole idea because you start to see it as it's a process. That the sex that you're seeking is not the end result. Because, you know, if 
if the last time Pam and I had sex is the last time we ever have sex, oh no, you know, because there's more, there's better ones we've had. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, but it's a process because we're both growing and maturing and the way you do things is different and better as you go down that path. So you, if you frame it as such, typically that gives us a little more encouragement to stick at it. I agree. I'm on board. Well, Michael Smalley, this has been great. Thanks for joining me. You bet, man. Thanks for having me. This has been Sexy Marriage Radio. So wherever you've taken time to join us, I want to say thank you and ask you to send your feedback in. Feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. If you got something we didn't cover well enough, let us know. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, have a whole lot more sex. See you next time. <laughs>